playing Marcus. Dennis sat. How's the trades going? Uh, trades are good. I'm really trying to get more Bob's and Mad Gene in my DMs, but it's <laughs> it might come. It might actually come. Uh, it's not we'll bull market. Yet. It's not, not. It's not technically. It's not bull market. It's bull market when we're at 58k, and that's when everyone will probably come back. I thought we were. I thought we we're always at 58k. Yeah, but every, I got to convince everyone else that we are, but you know how it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. The 58K gang, we get hated when it when it goes uh, $1,000 to $11,000 more than 58K, but then they forget us and they hate us when it goes below 58K, you know? Well, what's, what's that about? Marcus, how's your trade going, man? How's, how's it going over there? Yeah, it's going over. It's going great, man. I'm just here thinking like a lot of people, at least the noobs, which we aim at, you know, like they have no idea, like what is 58k? Why is that such a significant number? So we're gonna have to dive into that and figure out, you know, like what's the origin there. I remember making a meme, which was about this cartoon saying like it never ends. I used like this this cartoon over the hedge, and I put in 59k at the time, <laughs> and then like. I thought of changing the meme to 58k because you know I guess you guys pinned it at 58k like that that threshold where we were at forever but yeah welcome uh, Dennis look forward to uh, getting into it with you yeah thanks for having me guys it's awesome. oh yeah before before we get started just wanted to welcome everybody into Bitcoiners Guide this is the the show that we wish we would have had when we first started learning about Bitcoin so we made it for you we're your host Big Sean Harris Plan Marcus. We're joined today by Mr. 58K himself, the big penis, the big. <laughs> he has the best charts in Bitcoin. You want TA, you want a big dildo on your TA chart, you come to Dennis and that's what you get, right? You want to hear that you want to hear lagging indicators, go follow all the macro guys. You want to hear the real indicators that Bitcoin is penis and you come to Dennis. And that's why we got him here. So with no further ado, Bitcoin is sitting currently at $30,000 below its market value price, which is market value price is always 58K for those of you who didn't know. And uh, I know I may seem a little crazy right now, but we'll get back into it. So it is to timestamp today. It's Sunday, March 19th, 10.43 p.m. I'm here in Madrid, uh, Madrid, Spain, and uh, that's what we're going off of. So Dennis, thanks for coming on. We're really excited to talk to you. Um, and with that, with that being said, you know, where did the 58k come from? That, that should be the first question for anyone who missed the, the 58k when it happened. What's the story behind that? Yeah, I think in, must've been probably April. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up on its, uh, two year anniversary. So that's, that's interesting. But, um, yeah, when we first hit 58k, everyone was happy, uh, Everyone was seeing, I think, during December, January, like a new $1,000 all-time high. So like, I guess in December, right? It was like, oh, it's, what is it? It's 24000 on the 24th or something, 25000 on the 25th. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we kind of started that. Out. Yeah, yeah. 2020, end of 2020. Yeah. yeah, end of 2020. And then we eventually got to 58K around the spring um, Hold on. In February, February sixteenth, we hit fifty k, and we launched Laser Eyes. Just you know, so it was oh, it was yeah. shortly after that we hit fifty eight k. Of course, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of memes came out of like that six month period, right? Um Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I guess it you know, I guess it happens when you have a lot more eyes in the space and they're kind of just like, oh, what can I add to I don't know, the meme community, right? I wasn't thinking about adding any anything at all to the meme community. I just liked making things uh I guess sort of I guess you could say divisive because <laughs> there, there was a quote there were, there were a lot of people who did not like 58k at the time because oh they hated uh, it we, yeah they they all hated it um but it's kind of funny to see everyone like missing it the whole bear market but anyway <laughs> like the way the way it started I think uh American Hoddle uh who's like I don't know if you guys know of the audience um He's kind of like, a, I guess you could call him an OG. He started around, what, 2015? Got on Twitter like 2015 or something like that. And he would always post his Bitcoin purchases. So it would kind of like hype everyone up to purchase Bitcoin. And people would post their purchases, which I don't know. if Maybe I did that a few times with my previous accounts, but I didn't do too much because OPSEC with you know, the amount of Bitcoin you have and we all lose it in a boating accident or something like that. Yes. But I think that's just, one of just to be sure. How much, how much do you have? Uh, at least 58,000 sats. I oh. think that's the minimum that you need in order to experience moon 58,000 sats. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's enough. That's enough. Bitcoin. Yeah. That's a, yeah. And that's a bullish take. Yeah, yeah, if you ask Anders, that will be enough to uh, retire on, right? Yeah, Andrew, at least by Andrew, house. Andrew doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's just guessing, like we all are. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Love you, yeah. So I think uh, it was American model. Just, just to go back, because you were so you were on Twitter back in 2015 when uh, American Huddle showed up. No, I was, I think I really got into Twitter, uh, like 2020, because there was really nothing to do. They locked everything down in New York City. So mm. nobody wanted to hang out. So I had to find another, I guess, outlet to to vent about all the craziness and stupidity going on. And I found all you guys, basically. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. It was uh, a good time. Yeah, it didn't it didn't seem like a good time, but it really was a good time, like looking back. Uh just because of the amount of time everyone ended up spending on Twitter, getting to know each other, sharing memes, posting like I don't know, mostly signal, I'd say, for the time. Because nobody else was paying attention to Bitcoin. And everyone was just worried about, you know, not getting sick or whatever uh craziness was going on. And yeah, from there. And then Sailor Smash bought in August of 2020. Yeah, which was really cool to see. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And there were, I think there were rumors maybe a couple months before that also of like, oh, they may have bought Bitcoin. So everyone was kind of just like waiting for the confirmation. And then they confirmed it in their uh, quarterly report that August or something, right? Yeah. From what I remember. I 
I don't even I didn't yeah. even know that there were rumors. I just remember being like, mm. who's Michael Saylor? I, I think I think yeah. it came out in July that that he bought, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere around like late, yeah. uh, like July 22nd or 29th. Or August 10th. Like August 10th. It was August 10th. It was no. my birthday. It was my birthday. I remember that one. Yeah. And I think his like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fact check this, but fact okay. check it. Fact <laughs> check it. Run the numbers, Marcus. Run the number. Yeah. My birthday, yeah, August yeah. 10th. And and let's not forget uh, plan B's uh, stock to flow model, which uh, was was still in play back then. Stock to flow X, you know, he's oh man. And and then a little after that he came with his floor uh his monthly floor price or something. What was it? It was his on-chain, his on-chain. Actually, I'm not sure. Was it, the, or maybe that was a year later when that was a year later. That second, that double top uh, thing. Anyway, I'm sorry, Dennis. Keep going. <laughs> keep interrupting. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Back to 50k. So American Hodl, Creasius, and like, I don't know, a bunch of other people were posting about 50k, about how much they hated it, and I said, no, guys, it needs to stay at 50k. So I just continue to post that, and a lot of people, you know. They were very combative about it. It's like, no, we can't say 58K. That's stupid. Like, why am I even in Bitcoin <laughs> if it's not going to go to a million or $10 million? I'm like, no, it has to stay at 58K. Honestly, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't like it at first, but then you, yeah. drew, you drew me in. You drew me right <laughs> in. You know? Yeah, because like even 20K was uh, kind of unimaginable for a lot of people because they were saying, oh, it's not going to go back to all-time high. It's just going to... I don't know, go back to zero or 3K or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I just, I don't know. I kept posting about it like constantly because I was at home all the time. Um, and eventually people started to catch on and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like 58K equals 158K. Like, yeah, it's just like Bitcoin. It's, I'll, I'll play along with this. I'll join. Yeah. And a lot of that kind of, Kind of rolled along and then we went down to i think what was it like 28 29k after like the whole china ban and everyone was thinking oh maybe this is the start of the bear market and then after the conference actually no this is like july of 2021 we started to go back up like at the end of july 2021 we started to go back up and then everyone was getting hyped and also kind of like annoyed because I was saying, we're going back to 58K, guys. <laughs> we're going back. We're, we have to go back to 58K. Which we, like, which we do have to go back to 58K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the exact date we got back, but it was, that was pretty fun. It must've been like September or October. Um, we were just hanging around 58K for a bit. Uh and then eventually, like everyone, you know, who was memeing like, oh, I'm part of 69K gang because they wanted to be like a rival gang or something. Yeah, they were happy because they, they got like maybe two minutes of 69K and then it just <laughs> dropped back down. Man, <laughs> I was summoning 69420, but we never got there. <laughs> yeah, not 40, yeah, 69420. We didn't get there. We got to 69K. I just remember 58, 58K because it was just like, it was just like this these months of crab. And it was, yeah. we would go up to the 60s 
and then just plummet right back down to 58 and then and then go back up and then plummet right back it was like dude how many times can we touch 58 it was like 10 times and, and everybody was tweeting like denise is partying again yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time we hit 58 yeah yeah no one no one yeah, it was a good uh, more than selly selly loves the 58k it oh, is yeah. a good meme yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then everyone was upset uh, that we got to like what, 15, 16k, and I'm like, come on, guys, this is the time to to be part of 58k again because <laughs> yeah. now you have something to look forward to. Yeah, it has to it has to get through 58k again or to 58k. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, no, I was just I, I was already ready to go back a little bit more. I'm really curious, you know, like you said, you found. Twitter, like in 2020, you know, like what happened before that? Were you shitcoining? Uh, I know you're also like a BTC Times contributor, you know, and maybe you're doing like other stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just curious to, to to hear how all that stuff came about and how did Bitcoin change your life if it did at all or whatnot, yeah, whatever you want to throw in there. For sure. Uh, the first time I heard about Bitcoin was like 20 when it hit 1k for the first time 2014 january 2014 or something like that well confirmed well confirmed over here i mean not really but um because <laughs> i didn't take it i didn't take it seriously at the time that was that was my first touch that we can go through like the i forgot who started that but it's like yeah you need like one one to three touches of bitcoin like encounters with it to then actually start looking into it yeah, yeah, um, you need to dismiss it a couple of times, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I dismissed it at 1K because I was like, I don't understand how a currency goes up and down like like that. Or like, I don't know. I just didn't understand at the time because I was just starting to learn about finance, uh, like equities and bonds. And some of the Is people I was reading background? about... Uh, no, it was just like a side hobby of mine. Uh, my background is more like IT, uh, like help desk type of stuff. But lots yeah, of, at the time, lots of tickets coming your way. Yeah, yeah, lots of tickets, <laughs> lots of people complaining about printers. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, turn it on, turn it off, and turn it back on again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like RTFM. Yeah, every manual. <laughs> Yeah. Would you consider then, that, would you consider that engineering? Uh I think like more of the implementation of like uh I don't know, like a workspace. Maybe that's more like engineering. But if you're just troubleshooting, it's like you kind of have to reverse engineer the problem. So maybe, I don't know. Depends how complicated it gets. Reverse, if you're just doing like reverse engineering. Yeah. So I think that's what we do most of the time. Reverse engineer versus like actually building or implementing things. Because when you show up to a job, everything's already implemented. Yeah. Everything's just already set up. It's like, all right, now we got to figure out how this is set up. And how it works. So, yeah. I would, I, w- I would say that's somewhat engineering. Marcus, Marcus, you win again. Okay. I'm happy you're like this, you know, like doing the work for me, Sean. So yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Marcus and I have Marcus and I have a ongoing debate 
or Marcus's theory of why people get into Bitcoin or who's like more predispositioned to understand Bitcoin. And his theory is that engineers will understand Bitcoin. Yeah, to, to be clear, my theory is like once you just understand like the engineering behind Bitcoin, you know, like how everything works and what the rules of the system are, then you just truly get it because you realize, hey, there's no way to beat this thing or to cheat this thing or to, you know, to, to break it. So once you understand how all the components fall into place in Bitcoin, then that's when you're like truly orange pilled and you just, yeah. I would I would say it when when you also understand how the fiat system works too, right? When you understand how they both work, because then you realize all the flaws that are in the fiat system versus well, to be to be honest, like Bitcoin is so simple that you can figure out how those parts work. And I'm still trying to figure out how the fiat system works. <laughs> you just you just the realize pages. that they're giving you so much complexity that is just like well it just doesn't make sense you know and they're trying to explain it in ways which are like mm -hmm. not explainable probably because it's all a lie it's yeah well economic so, economic it, economics isn't mathematics it's, it's fake it's fake yeah. math mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's that's kind of why like my journey to bitcoin was pretty delayed because i started with equities so i wanted to understand equities and then i wanted to understand uh how to protect uh, my savings or my funds and the best option for that time was equities because if you put it into anything else it just wouldn't keep up with inflation mm -hmm. or it would just be sitting there and nothing would happen I mean it'd basically just be eaten away by inflation so I had to learn about all that um, before I started learning about what actual money was so I didn't get around to reading the creature from the creature from Jekyll Island until probably like 2018. And then that's a that's a heavy book. So once I got through that, I was like, oh, OK, this is what fiat is great. Um, yes. And then I took Bitcoin more seriously around that time because I didn't really like uh, where things were in my life. So it was kind of just like. All right, I need to change something. Because I'm not gonna. What do you What do you mean you didn't like where things were in your life? Um, you at least in, like the, in the in the job position I was in, it was just like uh, there was no room to improve. So I figured, okay, I have to start changing things up, you know. And there was a there was like a bit of tension between me and some of the superiors I worked for, just because I thought their whole system was bs like the way they have everything set up like it wise i was like this is this is stupid but um yeah during that time i got more into bitcoin just because i thought that was the best option i had because i saw that it was going up again i was like oh it bottomed around 3k i mean well so I guess to rewind a bit of that. So I got, uh, I started buying things like Dogecoin, Litecoin, et cetera, around like 2017. And then- Were you buying Bitcoin too? Or were you, buy, it was just like, oh, I've missed the boat. Well, I was, yeah, I was, well, it wasn't so much that I thought I missed the boat. It was just sort of like, I want money really fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I want it, I want it super fast, but- 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I did buy Bitcoin at the time too, but I was trading it for shit coins like uh, like an idiot, of course. Um, but through that whole process, I learned how to properly store my funds, even if it was with other coins. At least I got that experience. And if I lost the coins, it wouldn't have been a big deal because, you know, it's not Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then around like 2018, started getting into like trying to understand how mining worked. So that was when Ethereum was on proof of work and was trying to do some of that. Uh, but basically, that's the only way I was earning Bitcoin at the time was through trading hash power of like a GPU and then getting paid out in Bitcoin. I was like, OK, I'll just leave the Bitcoin there. I'm not going to do anything with that. And then I didn't take it seriously until, yeah, like after I read The Creature from Jekyll Island. And then. So this, yeah, this was all before you were on, on Twitter. So you were getting your information. Yeah, this from, is all before on like Twitter. YouTube. Like I, yeah, yeah, like you're getting from the before Twitter. YouTube and Twitter. This was like me just going because I think Reddit was like most of the information I got oh, from sucks. yeah from that time. And yeah, I mean it was it was terrible. Everyone was talking about Bitcoin and Bcash or whatever. It's like oh, there's a fork going on. Everything's going to implode and like oh, you should be on, on Bcash because it's like faster and bigger blocks. It's just, you know, it's just bigger and faster. Like, like, <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but yeah. So I, that's that also kind of deterred me from looking more into Bitcoin as well. I was like, eh, they're they're going through some like some block war that I have no idea what what even that is. I didn't have any idea what what was going on there. I didn't even know what a fork was. Um so I was like, okay, I'll just mess around with my my stupid little coins that you know eventually ended up trending to zero or whatever, turned into a joke like Doge. Um, but yeah, I saw that Bitcoin's chart was going back up around like 5k during the spring of 2019. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna miss this. I can't miss this. I'm gonna actually learn and figure out what's going on here because you know I see price going up. I'm like, okay, it's doing the same thing it was doing in 2014 and 2017 okay let's see what happens in 2021 so that's kind of like the um i guess the the low iq uh i guess reason why i got into it I was like i just want to see number go up and number go up is great it's it's really great but not understanding why is not going to help you like if you don't figure out why price is going up so why why does price go up? It's just supply and demand, <laughs> and the having. <laughs> Obviously, the having. I didn't know what the having was. Everyone was talking about the having. Oh, Litecoin <laughs> just out of having. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> less Litecoin. I'm like, I don't know what that is, man. But I guess yeah. I'll get some. Uh... <laughs> it's the silver to Bitcoin's gold. Quantum. Yeah, because yeah, because we need silver and gold in the digital realm. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. it's like all right, I don't okay. It is, it is wild though, right? Because the minute you start looking into something like Litecoin, you end up in like this Litecoin funnel of like people with like all this narrative and, you know, counter narratives to Bitcoin. And you can really get like trapped in one of those funnels for a long time. Like me personally, I was actually stuck in like the XRP storyline for a couple of months back in 2017. And I about some XRP too. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. oh man it took some rewiring they're so good they're you know? so good at it like 
But yeah. like, they just keep telling you, oh, this one's going to blow up. This one's going to do the th- It's going to shoot to the moon. And you're just like, you're so new and you want to make money. And, you, and you're like, everyone already has, you know, 100 Bitcoin. I need to get 100 Bitcoin too, you know, and you just, you're compa- you start comparing yourself to everybody else. And it's just the wrong way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Mark. I think there was, there was a time where, like my coworker and I wanted to see Bitcoin crash. I mean, I wasn't like too keen on seeing it crash again just because like, I don't know. I didn't care enough about the space to be like, oh yeah, it's like, uh, what is it? It's like, it's like, you know how people like to see others get injured or hurt in videos. It's like the same thing with trying to wait and see what happens to Bitcoin. It's like everyone's yeah. just on the sidelines, just waiting for everyone in the space to get burned. Like it's uh, it's like entertainment or something. I never got too into that. I was like, no, I don't want to see things like get destroyed. I want to understand why all these guys are making so much money. How do I make so much money? I want to do that, that mm-hmm. type of thing. But yeah, there's a there's a few people I know who are like that and they still refuse to take Bitcoin seriously. They're just like, no, I want to, you know, I want to stay in this fiat realm. And if it crashes, I'm going to like, post memes about it and laugh at everyone who bought too much or whatever i don't know i i never had like a destructive type of mindset but it, a lot of people do at least from my experience it's kind of weird yeah i think a lot of bitcoiners do as well right i mean we're there's if you look on twitter today you know like as we're speaking like the there's like banks imploding and needing to get bailed out and yeah yeah, you know, we we keep telling each other like don't dance, but you know, secretly, you know, kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I, I would say that there's probably there there's two there's two different things behind what like why Bitcoiners like kind of like to see the banks get destroyed. First of all, because it's gonna happen regardless because the way the fiat system is set up. Right. So it's like, oh, this is what we've been calling for. Like, think about Satoshi Nakamoto. What was the thing he put in the Genesis block? Right. Like it was about the banks on the set on the brink of second bailout. You know, like that's it wasn't about, you know, uh, magic Internet money. He wasn't doing it, you know, to put JPEGs of a monkey on a blockchain. It was Mm -hmm. it was an alternative system for for central banking and it was alternative money. Because the banks, you can't trust. You can't trust banks at all because they will debase your currency. So I think that was like you know that's what Bitcoiners point out. But I see these people too, like what you're talking about, Dennis. Like these just regular normies that they want to see Bitcoin burn. And I think one of the reasons why is because to us, most Bitcoiners, right? Bitcoin is hope. It's like mm. we understand how the fiat system is set up. We realize that it has an inevitable end of crashing and burning. So we're trying to figure out how do we transition out of that into something better? And we found something and it's Bitcoin. And most people think that it's just too good to be true. Like, right. Like it's like, oh, the government will shut it down or there will be another Bitcoin, a better Bitcoin that comes along or it uses up too much energy. It's going to burn the it's going to boil the oceans, you know, all these different things. And and their minds, it's too good to be true. And if you but if you like take a step back, like it actually is true, you know. Like and there's people every day that are understanding 
it's truth and like that's and and but there's other people that are just sitting there from a distance that won't that refuse to look at the truth and will just mock the truth and they think that they're smart and funny for doing that it's crazy you know like i don't i don't understand that mindset either really yeah it's like uh it's the spectators versus the players like the bitcoiners and the players and the spectators just like to watch what's what's happening and they don't really see themselves ever participating that's like how a lot of i don't know the man in the arena if if you want to yeah if you want to like be i guess binary about it it's like you only have players and you only have spectators and a lot of people as we saw these last like two or three years, a lot of them are spectators and they just want to see what happens to the people who are actually trying to build things and do things. Yeah. That's really interesting to think about it. So it's not, so it's not sports ball after all it's Bitcoin ball. Yeah. <laughs> Everything Marcus, is basketball. Marcus, this, yeah, this is the thing that Dennis and I have. <laughs> I I try to show Dennis how basketball, how sports are proof of work. That's that's my goal. But I get I get it if it's it is a it is bread and circuses to some extent. Yeah, and I mean if you're if you're in you know if you're the actual player, then yeah, all respect to you. I was just talking about the spectators. I don't I don't respect too many spectators to be honest. I think that's what. That was my main thing. Yeah. Because they're not going to actually like put in the put in the work. They're just going to they're just going to claim you. They're going to like try to stake you. Basically, they'll be like, oh, yeah, my team. He's my guy. Like he's going to do the work and I'm just going to sit by and enjoy the show and uh, get brownie points with my friends who are also spectators. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The, The thing that I that as a spectator, like for me, when I watch sports, especially basketball because I play basketball. What I like about it is when I watch a guy who really works hard or who has worked hard at his craft, to me, it's inspiring, right? Because I'm like, oh, this guy has worked his tail off to get to where he is or he had all these odds against him and he made it to the top or whatever he had to do to do that. Like, And so then it, inspire, it inspires me to work harder in my things because I'm like, oh, this guy went, you know, and his odds were worse than my odds. And he still did, you know, and he still figured a way around it. So I think that's like from a spectator's, if that's what you're doing, cool. If you're just like, let me put on the jersey and like drink 10 beers and, you know, not like fall asleep in the fourth quarter, right? Then it's a little different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, you've been you've been talking about. Sports. I think I think this was our first awkward silence, uh, Sean. <laughs> oh, well, I thought you were going to speak, Marcus. I wasn't even sure if you were still here or not. Because unless he's yeah, no, I'm like on the spectator. I was thinking, should I take the opposite side of this? Because like I see a basketball player, I see a runner, Dennis. You know, yeah. And, you know, I did some running, and to be honest, whenever like a lot of times the spectators will get me through the hard pieces, right? I mean, when you're down or. Sometimes when people are clapping and cheering you on on the sidelines, you're like, all right, let's yeah. do this. You know, like you kind of forget the pain, you keep going. 
And also spectators look at you and you, if you're giving them the example, I mean, I had to think about, you know, you have early adopters and the early majority, you know, and some people just need to see how it's done first, be a spectator first, and then they get like, you know, they build up the confidence by watching others and, you know, they think, yeah, you know, like maybe they learn and they end up following you later on uh, down the road uh, at a later time or whatever. So I wouldn't dismiss the spectators. It's just the ones screaming on the sidelines. You suck, you know, like uh, you're going too slow. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, like, but I, I don't know if we're taking this analogy like, uh, like way too far. There's always a hater. But, um, There's always a hater. That's for sure. That's something that I've learned that you always have. Yeah. If you're doing something good, if you're winning, there's always a hater. And and a lot of times the hater, like your biggest haters will come from people who should be like your biggest supporters, you know, like, so. Well, like, we, were, we were talking about the, the shit coins before, right? And for some reason, like Raul Paul has been on my radar a lot lately because, you know, he he started out, you know, like coming into the space. Like you could literally see him come into the space. And he was like, you know, he was like a macro guy. And he's like, wow, this Bitcoin thing is really fascinating. And you could like from week to week, you literally see him learning, you know. And all of a sudden he discovers shit coins. And yeah. he started Real Vision Crypto because, and the guy's not stupid, right? He's like this Goldman Sachs guy. He knows exactly like, you know, there's all this stupid money, like all these noobs coming in, you know, and he's he's just watching the space. He's seeing like Bitcoin is the real deal, but, you know, people just like how Dennis described, you know, like you come in, you're coming in for the fast fiat gains, you know, and people just like are, are, are like open and so like gullible or susceptible to like these new narratives, you know, if you have a good story about why this thing is going to be the new thing, Sean, like you're already calling the next bull market will be around AI and that kind of stuff. You know, if you just make a Venn diagram with some, like, point, trending terms, point. you know, and you, you, you throw blockchain in there, you throw AI and chat GPT in there and people yeah. are going to be like, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be. So, yeah. And he knew that that space, they're all, everybody's trying to promote their coin. So he figured, you know, if I combine that with my, YouTube channel and whatnot. I'm going to get all the sponsors. Who, and he literally got yeah. like BlockFi and Silvergate and all the worst names to sponsor the most, him. The most and trusted he's, he's making a lot of money. So he's he's just, I don't think it was like naivete or anything. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. And he was just knowing that the most money was going to be made in the shitcoin side because Bitcoin is not paying you, you know, to sponsor your podcast. No. So that was pretty obvious. But the funny thing is, and then he's on record saying, you know, he, he got called out by the Bitcoin maximalists, of course, you know, he gets like a lot of memes sling at him, you know, like, and he, he turns against the Bitcoin maximalists and he says, well, you know what, during bull runs, Bitcoin pumps, but, you know, the shit coins outperform oh, yes. and during, and during bear markets, you're, you're better off sitting in cash and stable you know coins. What? there's, there's no need to ever sit in Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Like watching the price action this week is just hilarious, right? Yeah. Because Bitcoin yeah. is outperforming everything. So I was actually today looking for that clip. And uh, as I'm looking for that clip from Raul Paul, where he says that, I haven't found it, by the way. So if you know where it is, it was, please send it, it to me. It was, a but, tweet. Um, it was a tweet. And I tried to find that tweet. I tried to find that tweet like last week. No, he's on video. He's on video. It could uh, have been I a remember, tweet, but there is a video. Uh, I, I, I clearly I see his face, you know, like I remember yeah. the tweet and as what's crazy is I tried to find we didn't and Marcus and I haven't even talked about this, but I tried to find that tweet last week 
and I and I was looking for like five minutes. I couldn't find it. I was like, did he delete this tweet? I don't know what happened with it, but I specifically yeah. remember that yeah. as well. Yeah, go ahead. I, I tried to look for it on YouTube, right? Because I know he's on camera saying it with like this mean grin on his face. <laughs> and as I'm looking yeah, for, you know, Raul Paul says you don't need Bitcoin or whatever. Then, you know, YouTube gives you like the more recent video results. So he's literally like one or two days ago He's on video now saying, yeah, I got into Bitcoin in 2013 because literally in the white paper, it says, you know, like banks uh, or, you know, banks are a second bailout. Sorry. Uh, what did it say? <laughs> Governor on second bailout for banks. Yeah. Chance on the second Chancellor. brink of bailouts. Right. The point being is like he completely is not talking about Ethereum anymore. He's like, this is why I got into Bitcoin because Bitcoin is designed, you know, for the failure of banks. So it's it's hilarious, you know, as you know, the like Bitcoin is doing what it's literally built for. And we're literally seeing a banking crisis. Mr. ETH, Mr. Shitcoin himself is now jumping back on the Bitcoin wagon and saying this is what Bitcoin is built for. I thought that was so telling. Yeah, sometimes I miss yeah. the, the, the exact uh, English words for it. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah cool. those were my thoughts there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what's going on now happened in like 2018, 2019. Like the same crypto channels that are really big now, they were talking about, uh, oh yeah, we, you know, we mess around with all coins, but right now Bitcoin's doing really well. So you guys should probably look more into Bitcoin. And they, I mean, that's the perfect time to get in, I guess, like when you're a noob. You're you're following these altcoin channels, but they're only talking about Bitcoin. It's like, okay, that's good. But, you know, around the bull market, they start promoting all these stupid coins. And then that's how you lose your Bitcoin. But yeah, yeah that's, I kind of, I saw the same thing happening. Uh, yeah, around like 2018, 2019. Channels like Bitcoin Crypto and like Altcoin Daily, Datadash, uh, Carl from the Moon, uh, all these guys. They were all talking about, oh, yeah, just buy Bitcoin right now because the altcoins aren't doing anything right now. It's like they're doing the same thing now. It's, yes. Yeah. So like it, it, everything's, a, everything's a cycle. Yeah. Everything just happens the same way. Just a different date. <laughs> and, and they have the best and they have the best marketing around it, too. Oh, the Bitcoin maxis are the, like they're so close. minded like they're so close minded. Right. Because to get to to get to the point where you have to understand what Bitcoin is, you have to be open minded. And then to, like the shit coin, the shit coin argument is you just use the same argument that we use as Bitcoiners against why you would put your money into Bitcoin instead of in banks. And then you just push it one further. Right. Like you extend it. You extend the truth into a little bit of a lie, which is, oh, now you should put it into Ethereum. And any other, and the, whatever other favorite shitcoin is out, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think that's, it's a, it's a really good marketing gimmick and it's very sly, you know, like it's, it's some of the, it's, it's a really good way. And these, and these, you know, YouTubers or people like Rao Paulo has his crypto vision, right? The channel, like they're like what Marcus was saying, they're not going to get paid by Satoshi to, to market for Bitcoin, but they will get paid by Vitalik, you know, they will get paid by Justin Sun and they will get paid by all these other, they will get paid by, you know, like SBF, you know, how many guys did he pay off? 
And so like so many people like sell their soul yeah. for for this lending money. platforms where you can get risk-free yields, right? Stake it here, uh, put your Bitcoin here so they can, uh, yeah. 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 Third party risk, don't go for it. Everywhere. Okay, well, dude, Dennis, so you're a runner, and um, there's there's this Kanye quote, right? Because we're all a little bit we're all a little bit crazy. This is Kanye quote, and he and he says, "Everyone want to call me crazy if I'm running down the wrong side of the freeway with some short shorts on, sweating by myself. I'm crazy, but if a hundred other people do it with me, it's a marathon." Yeah, man. <laughs> Kanye might be crazy, but what do you take from that? Like as Bitcoiners, right? Like what do you take from from that quote? And as a runner, you're a runner, you're a Bitcoiner. Yeah, I guess we're all we're all kind of Kanye, I guess at that point. <laughs> at least the Bitcoiners are. <laughs> I know a lot of them aren't they don't want to hear that, but it's like, yeah, we're kind of like Kanye. It's like in the the same vein a, a bit. Yeah. Because it's hard for a lot of people to take us seriously, especially when, uh, I guess things are looking, yeah, like the last like couple of months, like nobody wanted to be in Bitcoin. Uh, I don't know if people want to be in Bitcoin now, but maybe some people are coming back just because of price. But yeah, 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 because you're you're gonna be basically in the red for like three years if you buy the top. Yeah, years. Yeah depending um yeah, so yeah nobody I'm, wants I'm to curious. nobody wants to be in the red they don't want to be wrong for three plus years yeah. they don't want to wait around for that yeah everyone's high time preference the third the third party risk does not make a lot of sense to westerners right like when you yeah. see like 11 when you see people in lebanon burning banks down americans like they can't even connect with with the third like why third party risk is so important you know, it's because it can happen at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was telling me about that, too, when it happened in Turkey. Uh, it's happened a few times in Turkey. But when he was in Turkey around the the 80s, he was trying to get to America and he was saving in dollars versus the lira. So yeah. but at the time uh, you had you could only get dollars on the black market, like legally you weren't allowed to hold a certain amount of dollars. So he would have to just go up to Taurus and trade his liras for dollars like on the spot. So peer to peer right there. And I'm <laughs> sure that that would come at a premium too, right? Like if the exchange rate was one to 10, then he's probably paying, you know, one to 20 for that, right? Like- No way, no way. You Have you ever been to holiday to Turkey? It's no. like, so uh, <laughs> well, if you, if you ever go, not even Turkey per se, but whatever country you go to and you try to swap your dollars or your euros for local currency, you always feel like you're getting scammed, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if your dad was a good haggler or a good salesman, I mean, he might have even got it at a discount. I guess it just depends. Yeah. 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 He didn't mention like the exchange, like, I don't know. He didn't mention the premium or like the discount that he would yeah. get but it was enough for him to be like okay i'm able to get out of here and go to the us <laughs> wow he must have he must have negotiated with a lot of people yeah yeah he was probably saving up for like a, a couple of years uh 
by the time he turned 18, yeah, he came over to the U.S. Oh, wow. He was like, yeah, I, I got to get out. I just got to get out because I think he said overnight it went from like 20 lures to 40 lures per dollar. So, yeah, you can't save. You can't no. save like that. It's impossible. No. It's literally hyperinflation. Yeah, and it's happening again. This is like the third time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked with Stackmore a couple couple months ago who's from turkey about the inflation that's going on in in turkey and it's he was he was telling us that in like 20 i think it was 2016 and 2017 inflation in turkey was like eight percent you know and me and marcus were like what you know because that's what it is in the u.s and in europe it's like eight percent you know six percent now but at the time it was like eight percent and so it's like mm -hmm. in in five or six or seven years it could be at a hundred percent or two hundred percent super yeah. easy in in the united states and in europe yeah you know? so it happens yeah. is your is is your dad um like interested in bitcoin or is he a bitcoiner or what does he think of bitcoin yeah uh he i don't remember the time i don't remember around the time he started getting into it, it must have been like 20 21 i showed him all the apps like you have the the earn carrot which is now like bitcoin magazine so you read the articles and you get your little satoshis yeah mm -hmm. he refers to every so when he's explaining to new people about bitcoin he automatically says satoshis and i'm like they don't know what satoshis are <laughs> but that's good it's good yeah. because yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah he's, he's that's really the standard it. yeah mm -hmm. yeah he really likes it because he was into gold a lot before but now it's like and silver but he sees uh bitcoin as a it's just better he understands that marcus and i were talking the other day too offline and we and and a, a line that we came up with was that there is a second best and the second best is gold <laughs> like because gold is is what's you know it brings people down that sound money theory right and then that brings should bring them to bitcoin eventually if they can understand mm -hmm. what sound money is yeah yeah they just need uh i guess if they're boomers yeah that'd be the easiest way to explain things um since my dad's a boomer and then you, you just like i don't know you just constantly prod at them <laughs> it's like all right read this article this is what you need to learn this is what i'm doing right now just i don't know let me know what you think after you're done reading it but i don't know it's it it depends on the person most of the time um but yeah he he was doing real estate uh before like uh contracting and building so yeah there you go marcus that's a that's that's like engineering right <laughs> he's also an engineer yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> We're all in, like, if you think about it, we're all building something, right? Isn't everybody building something? Yeah, you have to be able to dissect it, man, to understand Bitcoin. No, you don't. You just have to be able to speak another language. That's all you got to do. It, yeah, you don't have to. It just helps a lot, you know? So, otherwise, you're just trusting that it works, right? And that it's, that it's a safe place. But I think that's a real, lot of reason why people... You know, people that use that argument, yeah, but it's not tangible. You know, like I can't put it in anything tangible. Well, those are people who don't understand engineering because it's a feature. If you understand engineering and you look at Bitcoin, 
then you actually will say, well, it sort of is tangible because you have to put like actual energy into this thing to get it. Yeah, that's proof of work. But most non-engineers just don't get that, and they just think it's some kind of cyber money, and oh, and uh, and it can get hacked. You know, all software can get hacked. It's just like yeah, but not if you understand all the moving parts. But yeah, I'm just repeating myself at this point. So it's all good. No, yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, it's like an email or like a word document. It's like, well, that's not real either. Why do you why do you trust to use that? Like you trust that your words are going to come out the same way <laughs> right. as they are in front yeah. of you in, yeah. in the email. Like <laughs> that's a very good argument. <laughs> I've never like, thought about that before. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, if you have legal documents and they're all online, well, what what makes their word you know like uh, how do you like verified? It, you know, yeah. How do you verify when I sign DocuSign that it sends back the same document? that I've signed, how do I know that it doesn't change the words and, and now I've signed, like I've put my signature on a fake document. Yeah. That's a really- Photoshop your, I can Photoshop your um, your signature onto any document I want. Yeah, I can do the same thing. That's true, but yeah, they, they trusted more though. They're like, oh yeah, I don't know if it's Photoshop, but uh, I'll take it, like <laughs> can't verify it. Yeah. But they take it anyway. They're like, oh, this is real, sure, all right. These binding documents are real, dude. I was doing that. With the, I was doing that with the COVID pass, mm. you know, during COVID out here in yeah. Europe. I just made my own fake COVID pass, and people would scan it. I used like, right. you know. So, so we're not allowed to say regarded, but now you're here talking about, you know, like making fake COVID passes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, smart shots. This, this is purely this you're is not the only one. <laughs> this is you're purely for one. entertainment uh only. Maybe I did or maybe I didn't actually do that. I did it. Uh yeah, it's, it's easy to forge uh any document. Yeah. It doesn't mean doesn't mean we did it. I'm just saying it's easy to forge. No, that's one of the easiest arguments though, is like is when someone says, Oh, you can't even touch it, it's not even real money. Oh, okay. Well then go ahead and write a letter again idiot you know <laughs> yeah it's like your letter's not real you're you sending me like uh like if you're gonna fire me over email how do i know that's real that's not real yeah. i can't touch it <laughs> yeah. that could be a good video dude <laughs> we should have the crypto couple make a video like that yeah, yeah cool. they'd probably be into it <laughs> unsolicited memes Oh yeah, but it's cool that your your dad is um, is into it. I still, you know, like my parents, they uh, they also own some Bitcoin because I kept hammering at them, but they they haven't really dug in. You know, they don't really get it yet, so it's it's hard. You know, and, uh, well, why is why yeah. why is that? Why don't people dig in? Like even like our friends because that we because they're not money. engineers. <laughs> That's not a good answer. Dude. I need a better answer than that. I'm not an engineer. I dug into it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always had trouble with my my parents, like even getting them to use a computer. You know, in the beginning, it was very, it took them a long time. And of course, now they're emailing and stuff, but they're still always a little bit afraid of, you know, installing the wrong software or clicking on the wrong space. So I don't know. They weren't that, they were just it's not very technology uh, savvy, tech savvy, I guess the word is. Mm. So, 
think that's part of it at least but what about like what about like friends that are our age that are that like they they've had an iphone for years they know how to use computers just fine they may not be the most tech savvy people but they still they're not they're not like idiots when it comes to technology either what what is the reason or what are some reasons why people like people are seeing inflation happen in the United States. Like you can't deny that inflation's happening. And most people don't think that prices are going to come back down. Like as much as they want to say prices are going to come back down, I don't think most people actually believe that. So why do why do they do they just not think that there actually is? Like do they think it's like a it's like a Tina thing? There's no alternative. We just have to use the dollar. Like the dollar is the only option. It's because they're like so one of my coworkers, he's like he's way smarter than me he's definitely like way more of an engineer than me but he's not as into bitcoin because he i i'm pretty sure it's because he like his minor was in economics so because he took that hmm. he he doesn't believe that he needs to unlearn what he already learned yeah so with Bitcoin, it's kind of like that. You kind of have to just like throw everything out from what you've learned before Yeah, you really do. to be like, oh, this is a new system. This can work. But that's just like one exception to Marcus's theory. It's like, okay, if you have an engineer, but if they, for whatever reason, taken an economics class, they're most likely not going to like throw that information out. Well, they're yeah, going to keep, yeah. There's a lot of software devs that are that are engineers on shitcoin platforms, right? Yeah. Like, what? Where is their mit? Like, they're. I guess they have a. They Maybe have, they took econ one hundred and one. I think all these guys have taken econ one hundred and one, and they're just like, <laughs> I don't need to unlearn any of that. I, that's the yeah. only explanation I have for that. <laughs> it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more. Uh, I think it's a really powerful argument, though, because. I, I also remember like, holy shit, you know, like you, you have to be willing to take the other side, even though you've been, you know, like it's, and it, it wasn't even Bitcoin. It was like also coming on to like Bitcoin Twitter, right? It, it seemed like all these crazy people, these meat eating, yeah, climate denying, Trump supporting wackos right <laughs> like when you're when you're coming like at least me you know like europeans are mostly like more like i mean we're literally like spoon fed to be like democrats right like if you're listening to the news in europe oh, yeah. they're I always was, taking I, the sides of the democrats right that's, I, I was that's just the way it goes so i was just telling my to be willing to like you have to be willing to to be critical and think for yourself and you know just like okay challenge stuff you know and it's hard, you know, it's hard to challenge stuff, especially when you're just stuck in your day to day, you know, you're thinking about how to make a promotion and whatever job you're doing, you're thinking about where we're going to go on holiday, the next vacation, you're thinking about the home improvements you need to do, you're thinking about your sports game, and that party on the next weekend. So yeah, what do people think? I don't think they're thinking about inflation, Sean, you know, like that's, that's already when they're already thinking about that, that's, that's already like <laughs> so much steps ahead. Most people are just like turning on the news. They're like, oh yeah, there's some banks high in trouble. You know, okay, what's what's the game doing? <laughs> They're just like trusting that the bankers and the central bankers will solve this and it's all politics, boring. Yeah. 
and only when it gets really bad, right? And now, wait a minute, now there's inflation, my food prices are going up, my energy bills going up. Now they're getting angry and now they're starting to pay attention. But still, are they really diving into what's causing all of this? No, they're just listening to the news and whatever the experts feed them, tell them what's going on. And we all know that all the experts are all these guys that took economics 101 and advanced classes in economics mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh, yeah that's how i see it i don't you know so most normies you you have to be able to like think critically and and be dragged or kicked into that rabbit hole first right like somebody needs the orange pill them first and tell them like hey I'll tell you what, they're lying to you, you know, like the truth is completely different from what you're hearing. And then they're like, who's that weirdo? <laughs> you know, like, why would I believe I this weirdo who's also, you know, denying the climate and or has alternative views to climate? So, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I think I think there's a narrative. I think it's the narrative that's around Bitcoin because everyone's heard of Bitcoin now. And they all have their preconceived notions about it. And most of it is like huh, Bitcoin, you know, like when people would like, that's what the narrative is instead of it being like, dude, this is the real thing, you know? And, and whenever I tell someone, oh yeah, like I'm pretty into Bitcoin, it's always like a laugh, you know, like, like, like they feel they're better than you for some reason, you know, and for, for who knows why, right? Like, I don't even know why. Because in their mind, it's the Bitcoin bros. It's the, you know, these crazy people or whatever it is. There's some narrative that's been sent out there about Bitcoin. So maybe that's what we got to do is change that narrative. But I, I mean, I don't know how, like, how do you, how do we put Bitcoin in the Overton, like, like Bitcoin maximalism in the Overton window? You know, like... Is that sometime, something you guys discuss at like BTC Times? I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I'm just curious, you know, because it's like Bitcoin has very few like media channels, right? Because obviously <laughs> there is no CEO, there's no marketing department with a budget. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there are some Bitcoin only channels and one of them is like BTC Times, I guess. But is that something you can talk uh, or, or Talk about Dennis or how you guys look at it over there or what your approach is there. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly news-based. We do take in like a few opinion pieces here and there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the BTC Times would be open to, I guess, discussing more of that. Like being, maybe not, I don't know. That's the thing with Bitcoin. It's sort of like it's really hard to push just like one narrative of what yeah. goes on because everyone uses Bitcoin for different reasons for their own situations. They get into it and they get into it on their own most of the time, unless they're you know lucky enough to immediately go to Bitcoin Twitter. Because a lot of them, you know, they'll 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 fil they'll filter in from YouTube and Reddit, like we already. We already discussed, and there's like so many uh, booby traps to just get pushed into like another coin or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I I think it's just 
it's just going to come down to price at the end of the day. They just need to see it stable at 58K for at least like 58 years. People <laughs> will take it seriously at that point. And then they'll take it serious. <laughs> then they'll take it seriously. Like, oh, it's a stable coin. Let's let's put all my whatever crap I have and just put it all in there. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, people want this. They'd rather a stable coin than, than volatility to the upside. Come on. Yeah, I think. What's... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, please go ahead. I think they just need to see number go up and stay at a certain point where it's like, oh man, like I see all these Bitcoiners on mainstream TV. They basically bought all these mainstream media outlets and now they're pushing, well, not pushing, but like they're creating content from a first principles approach. Like they're putting out quality content that people actually can appreciate versus like all this fiat stuff, like all this all this nonsense that doesn't really help anyone with their lives. I, you know, I you think know that's probably what's going to have to happen. You know, what's interesting, right? Like from our lifetime, um, the thing that I like, the thing that I can liken Bitcoin to is the internet. Because I remember when people would say like, I don't know anything about the internet. You know, I, I don't know anything about it. If you say that now, you'd be like, okay, boomer. You know, like, what do you mean you don't know anything about the internet like you're on it all day every day you know but when any like i remember seeing nico right from simply bitcoin he he just went on this live news thing in chicago or something that they brought him on oh, and the first thing that they said like every reporter says this i don't know anything about bitcoin it's like why why are you even talking about it then like you don't know anything about it. You don't. You can't tell me one thing about it. And I think that it's okay. It's like okay to not know anything. It's actually like cool to not know anything about it. And so like if we can get it to be cool to know things about Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, there is a having. There. You know. There is a difficulty adjustment. Like it's not that hard to learn a couple things about it. And I think like that's that's something that that we should try like we should try to hold people to a higher standard i think we should help hold people accountable to learning about this thing because it isn't because in my point in my opinion it is important we're all going to be using it one day so the earlier you can learn about it the better yeah we need to start bullying people into knowing what bitcoin is yeah bullying <laughs> that's toxicity that's where the toxicity comes in yeah it's yeah. like yeah, you're gonna get made fun of if you don't know it. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good approach. I mean, they're already doing that on on Twitter, and yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, like my my feelings, like oh." But yeah, yeah. this I is the know. reason why people don't buy Bitcoin. Yeah. It's because everyone's so are... toxic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you develop your portfolio based on how people act, on what they invest in, right? It's like, come on, you know, like that's a bad strategy, terrible strategy. Mm. It is it is also kind of like bullish, right? If you think about it, if that's literally where we are still, you know, like these yeah. people having no clue, but at the same, and I kind of feel it's with that energy foot too, you know, all that, you know, like in the, there was like this hearing going on last week in the, I don't know, I don't know what it was, if it was a hearing or but Cynthia Lumis. Troy Cross was Troy Cross and Cynthia Loomis were there like reporting on it. And Cynthia Loomis was actually part of the, you know, she was a speaker, I guess, or somebody doing the hearing or the questioning. And then, but to hear the argument like of some of these guys, it's just like flat all 
falsehoods and it can like easily be like fact-checked and and you know like proven false and but that is literally where we still are they're just like throwing out nonsense <laughs> so at a certain point that that truth which is you know like the reality will just catch up with them and they're not going to be able to keep doing that because it's just going to be like okay at a certain point you can't you know we're going to get past that and i feel that once journalists and stuff also have like a basic a very basic understanding of what is actually true right like even jamie diamond saying that like yeah well Everybody keeps saying 21 million, but who says that, you know? How do you know, like, Satoshi's not just going <laughs> to pop up yeah. and laugh at you, you know? Yeah. Like, like those those kind of statements, you know, are, like, no, there, there's, me, there's, right I'm now they can still do that. that, but, you know, in a couple of years, I guess, that's just not going to be possible anymore. And then I guess we're going to advance a little bit further once, like, journalists also have, like, this very basic understanding of at least the basic principles. And then there will be some explaining to do. We're gonna we're gonna get to that point, but that leads me to the other question I have for you, Dennis. Like, um, what is your what is your most likely scenario of how Bitcoin is going to? Um, mm. You know, are you in the slowly then suddenly camp? You know, gradual, just gradual up, or is it just going to be like this tipping point? Are we going to see hyper Bitcoinization, or will it never come? You know, will it always stay in the corner of, you know, the the elite few who actually have some money to invest? You know, like if you ask people in a survey, do you own stocks? You know, it's I don't know the exact numbers. It depends on what country, etc. But it's like twenty percent, maybe. You know, like eighty percent of the population doesn't own stocks or bonds or whatever. They're just trying to get by. Will Bitcoin stay in that corner, or will it really become like a world currency? And what, what time frame? What is what is your what is your gut tell you? Um, I'm more in the camp of uh, yeah. I think hyper Bitcoinization will happen. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime though, just because. Well, you have you have uh, Jamie Dimon's daughter, for example. She owns Bitcoin, right? So you have to wait for either Jamie Diamond to retire or pass away, et cetera. Um, and a lot of people who are around his same age as well, who are in power, but refuse to adapt or bring in Bitcoin. I think a lot of that type of stuff kind of needs to happen. I mean, it, it could go, it, I don't know. I guess it'll be gradual. In my opinion, I don't know. It's it's really too hard to predict. In my opinion, I know that people are like super uh, bullish about hyperbitcoinization that it's going to happen, but like, I don't know. I don't have too much faith in most people just because of the last like two or three years. Like, they're not, I don't think they're going to find it on their own. There needs to be like, uh, I guess it goes back to. The type of content or narrative that's going around with Bitcoin, you'll need Bitcoin's price to go up so that eventually there's a Bitcoin who's holding Bitcoin and they're like, huh, I got all this Bitcoin and I want to buy CNN. I want to buy Fox. And then once they do that, I think the narrative will start shifting or they start their own media company that ends up being bigger than Fox or CNN, et cetera. And that's, that's pretty much like how... Yeah, like the meme factory is going to be bigger than Fox. Yeah, you heard it here first. 
within within the next like could be 10 <laughs> to 15 years I, I mean that's what happened with microsoft and like all these other companies that people have high esteem for like apple i mean apple was like it was worth nothing in like 1998 and then uh, it just ended up being the most valued company in the world and everyone took it seriously that's just it just has to get bigger i yeah. think so once we see it big enough it's like okay all right i'll take it seriously <laughs> yeah so you're you're seeing it as a snowball getting bigger right because all these bitcoiners are going to get richer so they're going to start like buying media and, mm -hmm. and companies yeah, they'll actually, yeah, and they'll then be able they'll to do what they want to do with their Bitcoin. It's like, oh yeah, like I have this media company, I want it to be bigger, or I just want to, like, I don't know, if the price shoots up to a million, like they're saying, within 90 days, I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be a 58K forever. But if it does shoot up to a million, uh, a lot of people are going to be like, huh, I can just buy this company outright and then just have all my values and have my first principles applied to this company, get rid of all the nonsense, hire people that actually deserve to be there, and then we'll be able to spin the narrative or at least point people in the right direction for the narrative of Bitcoin in whatever company they decide to buy. Yeah. Right. So in, in my view, that would then be like, uh, like for some reason I see that as growing, like not gradually, but that seems more of a gradual than suddenly type thing you know where it like adoption accelerates right right so even if price goes up a lot to like a million within three months like everyone's saying i mean not everyone but you know the <laughs> certain people certain people are saying that is not happening yeah it's not gonna happen but let's say it does happen uh I, it's not going i don't think it would replace fiat in the way people think it will because you you need to have it implemented within these companies and then eventually, like, I don't know, your employees will start learning learning about it because they'll be like, oh, like this guy got like really lucky with Bitcoin. You should probably learn about it and that type of stuff. I, di just, I, dis I disagree with you. I disagree with you on that point. And, and here's why. Because if Bitcoin goes fight, to... Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> here's why. And, and, and Marcus, I had this conversation with Marcus a couple of days ago, or was that yesterday? I think we had this conversation. I I disagree because I think if Bitcoin goes to a million dollar to a million dollars in ninety days, then that means that the that the dollar is going through hyper like the only reason that that could happen is because the dollar is going through hyperinflation. And if the dollar is going through hyperinflation, then just like how your dad didn't want Turkish liras, nobody wants the dollar. And and just like how in COVID, you know, there's so many people who didn't want to do like before COVID, people didn't want to do Zoom and video video editing or video conferencing. And then like one day later, everyone was doing Zoom and conference, you know, video conferencing because they're like, we have to do this. So I think that it'll get to the point where maybe and maybe you're right. Maybe the government will institute a CBDC. You know, maybe that's like the fiat that they'll do is they'll do some CBDC instead of the dollar. And so but something will happen where where people will stop like if that happens people will stop using the dollar in my opinion you yeah. know i mean it's I interesting know. because yeah there's supposed to be a cbdc that or like i don't know i don't know if they're beta testing it or they're actually launching it but something's supposed to come out in july which is at the end of uh 
those three months. Yeah, those three months, which is interesting. Um, what I what I see the government doing is just like, okay, you trade in, in, your, in ninety your days, trash dollars. Yeah, you you trade in your trash dollars for these new dollars, and then you know you'll get like a fifteen percent or whatever annual yield or something off these cbdc dollars or something like that or ubi that's they'll, the only they'll give, they'll give yeah, they, UBI. they'd implement it right away they'd be like oh you get ubi like you don't need to worry about bitcoin like don't pay attention to those guys yeah here's free money so i mean it could go either way but i feel like a lot of people rely so much on the dollar that they're not going to give it up within their lifetime maybe their kids will i mean i see it more happening with the kids but the parents no nah, not so much they're like because a lot of them are either getting ready to retire they don't want to do like they don't want to switch things up if they're already in that mindset of like i'm going to retire and i'm going to have a pension even though that's a complete lie they're probably not going to have Dude, a pension what's <laughs> what's scary here what's scary at this point right like i like i think about my parents you know 2008 that put that threw them back for a while so you think about like 2008 and you think okay uh that could happen in the next year or two for people who are retiring What's scarier is thinking, oh, my pension's going to get cut in half or going to get cut in a third, you know, down to 33% or that I have to learn this whole new financial system called Bitcoin. Like, well, I don't even know what is scarier, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, from their perspective, it's like, yeah, they're just, they might just be too scared to do anything. They'll just do what they're told. Yeah. Like, like how the last three years were. So I don't. I hope that doesn't happen, but I feel like that's the most likely outcome with people from their previous uh, actions, in my opinion. Yeah. But I don't know. I could be completely wrong. No, I think you're I I agree with you on that point. I agree with you okay. there. And 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 because I agree with you, then that means that we're right. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> on this panel is right. Everyone who's watching is wrong. I don't, I don't know what they're wrong about, but they're wrong. We're all wrong on something. Yeah. <laughs> Even Lynn Alden called the bank stocks. We're going to be doing good for the next like five years or something. Oh, I missed that. Ooh. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> that's that's like why she called that in, in December last year. Yeah. Uh, she was like, this is my most boring take is that bank stocks are going to be doing really good. Oof. This you, is know, you, Bitcoin. you can't get them all right. Lynn's got, she gets a lot of them right, but you can't get them all right. Yeah. So she's definitely like one of my most trusted uh, sources of information generally but yeah mm. nobody gets them all right all right man well you know this has been a fun conversation it's almost midnight here in madrid so i mm. think i might have to i might have to to head on out but uh marcus any any final words yeah, I'm thinking. What it, didn't we miss? Like two questions? Nope. Those questions. You know, we're gonna have to get Dennis back on on a later date, and we'll ask him some more questions. Mm. Yeah, yeah, be right. down. Actually, yeah, well, okay. Then, let's uh, let's, do let's, do let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want to do the last? The only thing I really. Oh, are we doing it? Are we doing? Let's it? do it. Let's <laughs> do them. Let's do them. So we did one of them, which was how do you see hyper Bitcoinization playing out? Okay, let's do another one. What 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 did you read or listen to that made you finally swallow the orange pill? Like, what was that one thing, or what problem did Bitcoin solve? That could be that's another. What problem did Bitcoin solve, or what did you read or listen to? 
really made you swallow that orange pill? Uh, it was it was Creature from Jekyll Island and then 1984. Reading it in that order. Because... That's pretty dystopian stuff you're reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read both of them at the same time. And yeah, eventually found... I was... I was like in and out of like uh, Bitcoin Meister YouTube videos during that time as well. And a lot of the things he was saying were connecting with what uh, Creature from Creature from Jekyll Island were pointing out and what 1984 was pointing out of how they're going to uh, basically just change the definition of everything mm-hmm. and basically restrict all of your movement. Um, and then eventually we had, you know, COVID and lockdowns and all that nonsense. Um, yeah, those two books, I think those are the only two books you need to read and then just watch trusted Bitcoiners on YouTube, like the meme factory. That's really it. That's all you need. (laughs) What, what, what happened to your, what happened to, uh, what about your show? You still doing that? So with that, I got, I got sick. And then I lost momentum. And then I was basically just focusing on mining more fiat so I could buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> sounds like an so ex- that's kind of what happened with that. Sounds like sounds yeah. like an excuse, dude. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Get back so to that- we need more YouTube. We need more YouTube content that's Bitcoin only. I guess so. Yeah. Um yeah, I kind of just got hung up with a bunch of things, but maybe we'll see. You got a girlfriend. That's what happened. This dude got a girlfriend, Marcus. No comment. Girlfriend. I would never, I would never replace Bitcoin with a girlfriend. Never. Hey, all right. She better get in line. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no. maybe, maybe Dennis can give you some tips, uh, Sean. <laughs> no, honestly quiet. there's no there's no rush there's no rush to get a girlfriend no i don't think you need to rush any of that low time um, preference yeah honestly like don't you want to be like the best version of yourself by the time you find that girlfriend anyway so okay okay andrew tate we got andrew tate here. <laughs> <laughs> yes i do want to be the best version of me because if you're not the best version of yourself and you need like and you get with a girl, then you're settling, right? At that point. I don't know. That's what it seems like. I mean, it's, I didn't even. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But you, yeah, you seem to be like, a pretty good version of yourself. You just ran a half, half marathon in, a, in an hour and a half. You know, you know a lot about Bitcoin. You self custody. What like, what more are you trying to do? Yeah, I don't I don't really know what more you're trying to like. It's not like being the best version of yourself in my opinion isn't the destination it's a journey of continually every day you're doing what you what you should be doing you know so like yeah you're in good shape you know you keep your you you travel you're well traveled i guess it also allows you to do it right i mean if you have bitcoin and you believe yeah oh sorry yeah sorry marcus Go ahead, Marcus. There, there might be a lag on my side. I'm not sure. Sorry no. to cut uh, right through you guys like that. 
But uh, no, what I was saying is um, when when you have Bitcoin and you believe, you know, you have faith in Bitcoin and that it's going to adopt further and it's going to go, you know, it's going to raise in price, then it makes you think about, hey, you know, like maybe now I have a pension, right? Maybe now I have like financial security in the future. So you can actually start thinking about stuff like, let me take care of my body as well. And let me do some traveling and stuff I love. Because if you're money is constantly being debased you're only worrying the whole time about how can i get a second job how can i make sure that you know you're you're going to put your health and that other stuff on the back burner because you have to take care of that first need right of that security first so i i really believe that bitcoin does improve people's lives in that way because it gives people some air to breathe and to think about you know what you get. yeah i don't know it's that mass love pyramid of needs i don't know if you guys are familiar with that yeah oh but I, but i would say like i would say also you have to have some faith too whether that's faith in god faith in yourself that you are going to be able to make more money that you are going to be able to figure it out like you okay. don't have to have in my opinion you don't have to have a full retirement ready before you start dating a girl you know like like you are gonna be able to you are gonna be able to continue to work you're gonna be able to figure things out like you're gonna be able to get there and so you don't you don't gotta have the lambos before you just start dating a girl in my opinion you know because if that's what she's there for like she's only there for the for the lambo she's not there for the real me you know anyway like so i don't know i agree with that yeah i agree I agree. Yeah. It's also fun to, if you can find a girl and you can go through that journey together, then it's a lot more, I don't know, I guess it has its benefits as well, like you said. At this point, at this point, me and Dennis will be orange pilling whoever <laughs> we, we meet, more than likely. And there, meet, I, don't, meet, I don't think there's there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't yeah. really get the whole like, oh, if my, my uh, future girlfriend is not orange pilled, I don't want to date her. I'm like, what do you... <laughs> You have like three options, three <laughs> options, know. and they're all on Twitter, and everyone's trying to get in their DMs. Like, <laughs> be realistic, guys. Come hey, on. <laughs> I'll tell you this: there's there's a lot there's a lot more than three on there, but they're hiding behind uh, nims yeah. behind uh, like avatars, and they're not. I know a couple that literally a lot of people think that they're guys, and they want to keep it that way. You know what? We need we need more women in Bitcoin. So how about that? <laughs> This is that's purely selfish. Purely selfish. It's not. It's, I'm not even being PC. This is just be me being selfish. The incentive okay. is there, so it makes sense. Yeah, I I want more women at the having party. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Last question. So we've talked this whole show about like how you know Bitcoin's an obvious choice. It's gonna win all this stuff. But what if it doesn't? Let's be rational, right? we are human you know nothing's perfect what what do you see as bitcoin's biggest threat i mean the i don't know i guess it, it would be like each individual bitcoiner that'd be the biggest threat because if they're not storing their funds properly yeah then technically you don't have access to anything. So it goes to zero for you. Yeah. So that'd be the biggest threat. 
to Bitcoin? If, like if everyone just started losing their keys or whatever. That's the self self custody. So self Bitcoiners not self custodying is the biggest threat. I think it's actually a really good point, honestly. Because then it's like what like that's the whole third party risk that mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier. Like if it's if you don't self custody, it's not Bitcoin. So it's not yeah. operation choke point. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say operation choke point's a big deal, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's why we're in Bitcoin, so we can, because we're not affected by stuff like that. It's like, okay, you can have all these rules. I'm just going to go to another country. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yes. I, I guess it's kind of like your dad, right? If they cut off the on ramps, then you just go to peer to peer, right? You just peer -peer. like find a Bitcoiner and uh, let mm -hmm. me buy some Bitcoin off of you. Yeah. And his dad was Here's doing that paper currency. <laughs> yeah. His dad was doing that yeah. paper currency. Like, how easy is it to do in digital currency? Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're doing it in Nigeria right now. Like, everyone's just trading Bitcoin between each other, even though the government's like, you can't yeah. do that. <laughs> Isn't there like some crazy premium in Nigeria now? Like, if you travel there with your. With your Bitcoin, you can like sell it for like thirty percent premium. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out some arbitrage mm -hmm. in Nigeria. Why are we not arb Why are we, we not arbing that trade right now? <laughs> it's fifty eight k in Nigeria. Because... Man. You just gotta <laughs> go <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta go there and then fly back with like a shitload of cash in your suitcase. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. It's been great. Um, Dennis, always a pleasure to talk to you. I wish we could talk to you more, but uh, we know you're busy and we know that, you know, every time we see each other, it's always going to be a blast. Uh, mm. Definitely come to the having party, dude. It's going to be in El Salvador. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the first week of April 2024. It's not in El Zonde. It's not in San Salvador. We're going to announce in April of this year, 2023, where it's going to be. So uh, come to the having party, dude. Let people know. Give them a handoff uh, where they can find you and what uh, what you're working on. For sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. What is it? Satoshi Dennis or something like that. And yeah, read the BTC Times. Uh, you can follow them at, at BTC on Twitter also. Awesome. But yeah. Just, oh, Nost just at Noster BTC. too, guys. Get on Noster. No, Noster. Right? Yeah. No I, I would read you my end pub, but I it's too many letters. I don't know. Just <laughs> search Dennis 58k. <laughs> you don't want to want to be as autistic as Labra, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did he read it out? <laughs> yeah, the last uh main oh, yeah. stream he's like <laughs> nice. <laughs> he read out the pie number and then his end pub. <laughs> of course, Labra, <Lavoie>, yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right um marcus any any final yeah. words nah man thanks for uh thanks for coming on taking the time appreciate it and uh enjoy talking to you man and uh, look forward to uh all the memes and the shit posting going on on twitter it's a good signal same man yeah thanks for the invite guys yeah thanks Fun. uh and for everyone listening in remember uh, what you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, don't just let it stay here. Please share, like, subscribe to the Bitcoiners Guide. And remember, remember every 
Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We go live with the Meme Factory. And as for Bitcoiners Guide, episode 48 from Dennis, 58K from Plan Marcus, and Big Sean. We're over and out. Peace.